Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to Flip the Lens. I'm your DJ for the day, London Papa Michael. Bree, Alex, how we doing? What's up? Good morning. Good morning, guys. I'm good. I want to talk about something that um, I've been thinking about that got brought to my attention two years ago. I was staying with a friend sleeping on his couch in L.A. when I was in transition from moving from apartment to apartment. And we got to talking about something after a couple glasses of wine. And it got we got narrowed it down to the golden rule, you know, of treat others how you want to be treated. And he said, ultimately, I don't agree with that because I don't want you uh, to treat me how you want to be treated because I'm not you. So then I was thinking about it, doing a little research. And from when I thought about when I remember this growing up, I remember it from church, from the Bible. And it's Matthew seven twelve. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is law and the prophet. So basically, treat others how you want to be treated if you don't know what the golden rule is. What are your guys' thoughts on this rule? Does it apply to you? Um, when did you first learn about it? And uh, I'd like to go last on this one. Give you the most time to think about it. <laughs> Amen. That's what, that's what happens when you think of what we're going to talk about. Extra literature. <laughs> I think I grew up the biblical sense of treat others how you want to be treated, but I would totally agree with you. Like, um, we had an episode on like how we our love language. And I think it kind of plays into this of, you know, in my relationship, if I treated Aaron, how I wanted to be treated, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, but I think the overall effect, our mindset behind the golden rule is you don't treat people horribly because they have less money. You don't treat someone less than you because their job is lower in the business that you're in. But I think there's like two sides to it. I would agree. I don't think that there's any one way to treat somebody because we're all so different. We all want to be approached differently. Some like a lot of words. I, I laugh because in the beginning of my relationship, I used to text like the five paragraphs to Aaron and he would be like, okay. Like his response, and I'm like, is he mad at me? <laughs> I'm like, why is he treating me like this? And for me, it was like my words through text because he was at work were like treating him as if let's have a conversation and connect. And he was like, well, we're not together. We're not connected right now. And I'm at work. So like, let me be. So it's definitely, maybe I was treating him like I wanted to be like reciprocated of the five paragraphs and he was like, leave me alone. I'm, I'm trying to focus on a task here. <laughs> I, I love that you, the, the note that I wrote down for myself was the, exactly what you started with, that it assumes like other people are just like us. I'm, um, I'm reading this really, really interesting book about race right now and about racism called white fragility. And it's like written by a white woman for white people about race. And it's, it's the same idea of like, just, I'm not going to get into the whole book, but like, if we assume that if when people are like, I don't see color, it's like actually discounting that someone is a different color, which is like, you don't see them as what they are. That's a reality. And it's opening up my mind to like how we don't actually, we assume 
by trying to make us all the same, we assume that everyone's just like us and everyone isn't just like us. Yes, we're all skin, bones and muscle, like those things, but our, the, the way that we experience life is so different. I mean, just the three of us, you know, the, the breeze experience of life with a husband and multiple kids in basically like the middle of the country is very different from me and London who live on the coast by the beach are both single, don't have, you know, kids and family. And we could say that about people across the world. So when I was thinking about this, I, I kind of thought the same thing. Like it's a both and yes, I want to treat people as, as I want to be treated. And I think it's my job to treat myself how I should treat others. Like if I treat myself like a piece of crap, I'm probably going to treat others like crap too. So I wonder if it actually, the golden rule is like a good kind of bookend. Like it's a good, like it's a, a barometer for like, hey, this would be a good place to pay attention. Like, how are you treating others? Would you like it? You know, if you were cutting people off in traffic or calling people names, how would you feel about it? But then again, some people would be like, well, I don't care. So it's kind of like, do you, are we treating others how we want to be treated or should we treat ourselves actually how we want to treat others? And then it becomes a both end, right? If we disrespect ourselves, we're probably going to disrespect others. Yeah, I like the way you break that down. Um, you know, as a kid, you think about it and it's like, oh, cool, that makes sense. You know, treat others how you want to be treated. And in hindsight, I would assume that means just be cool, be kind, right? Be friendly <laughs> to everybody. But then you get older and you start thinking about stuff like, then you go through experiences and it really makes you think like, well, that guy's loud and abrasive and has this really energy and he commands the whole room. Like, I don't want him to like have a conversation with me like that the whole time. Or maybe you're really quiet and calm and you're like, you don't want someone coming at you like that. And then if you're the energetic person, you're like, well, shit, man, would you talk to me and have some life and some energy? And it's like, well, I'm just reserved. I'm laid back. So I don't act like that. That doesn't mean I don't like you or we don't get along. So I like the way um, Alex flipped the lens though. And it comes down to, you know, treat yourself how you treat others. And typically you're treating people well because hopefully you're a good person. And also when you do good to people, it turns out to be something good for you, right? You know, as in helping somebody or whether it comes from work or not, it ends up helping you or reaching out for somebody to learn something, help you with something, business, life. And I really like the way you brought up the perspective. You know, treat yourself how you would treat somebody you want to date. and this time when you're all locked up alone, which I think a lot of us are, not everybody's fortunate enough to have a family like with kids and all that and significant other, you know, it's a real um, good time to make sure you're loving on yourself because it's easy for your mental game to really self-sabotage you these days. I think, especially if you're living alone. I think like this is a cool thing that we could add on to. Um, I know when I, you know, you take me back six years in my life and, and beyond that when I was like, for the most part, an asshole to in my relationships. Like I had friends, I like fit in, but I was just a jerk. And like most of it was about like getting attention and being perceived a certain way. But when I think back, like I didn't like myself. Now, it wasn't a dislike to this to the degree of like suicidal or like you know, doing drugs and like alcohol to that degree where that, like, I just didn't, I had a bad relationship with myself where I was like never good enough. Nothing I did would ever be good enough. I would, and we could say this in all areas. I wasn't smart enough, wasn't in shape enough, wasn't good looking enough, wasn't funny enough, like everything, right? I could just go across the board. And the reason that I was shitty for the most part to other people 
was because if I could lower them down, then it brought us to, to this imaginary same level or it could prop me up, right, for a moment. Now, it never lasted, which is why I had to keep doing it. And so the, this just reminded me of that, like the idea that if I could have actually brought the golden rule to myself and started treating myself with some compassion, some respect, some love, some, you just said, be cool, be kind. If I could be cool and be kind with myself, I'm thinking about now how my relationship with people is different because now I have a w much better and healed relationship with myself. I don't walk around on the street going, oh, I should be nice to them. So they'll be nice to me. It feels very like transactional. I think it just naturally occurred, right? The fact that I've become nicer to myself has me be nicer to other people. And it also, it's like, has me extend more compassion. And that's still an area that I work on. I noticed that my, one of my biggest gaps with people is a lack of compassion. And I think part of it is because with my clients, I have to ex be so compassionate that when, I, when I'm not with clients, I'm like, my, I'm like my fuel tank of compassion is worn down. But what it actually is, is I'm still not that compassionate with myself. If I hear one of our podcasts and I don't like what I said, or I say like too much or things like, I start beating myself up instead of going, hey, it's all right. You're doing the best you can. You're human. Let's practice something new and different. But then I go out and I'm listening to someone else's podcast and I start critiquing them in my mind and judging them and evaluating them. In my teen years, I think that I treated other people in a response to how I thought they were going to be treating me due to relationships. So like, um, let me see if I can break that. So I had a relationship where I was very hurt. The male, like not just physically abusive, but a lot of mental like battering. And so after that, it was kind of like my mindset was, well, if that's my worth, that's what I expect. So I'm just going to set, like you said, the bar really low. And again, that's how I treated myself, but also kind of what I expected from other people. So why assume that they're going to be my friend? Why assume that they're going to have my back? I'm just going to assume because of so many friendships that were shallow and because of relationships that I was treated at a certain level, I just kind of placed everyone in that category and assumed that was like the highest it was going to get. I wasn't worth anymore in a relationship. I was always like in high school, I took three classes. So I don't know if I've shared this, but I was homeschooled. My dad was like missionary kid in Africa. And so we were always the outsiders. We knew a lot of people. We spoke in front of a lot of people, but we never had those close connections because we were in Africa and then we were home and we never had those really good friendships. And so in high school, going into a setting where everybody had gone to middle school, everybody had gone to junior high and now this high school environment where everyone had their really close friends that they still hang out with. I'm like 30 and in Iowa and I see them all still like Facebook photos at the same bar and I'm like, oh, there's James and Justin like still buddying it up. And I knew them, but like they didn't know me. They just knew my name and saw my face in high school. And so I just kind of assumed I've never seen. So it's interesting how I perceive that onto myself and still do. It's something I'm working through of just assuming I'm the person that's known, but not really understood or known beyond the surface level. And I'm going to get treated that way in every relationship. Does that, I don't know if that resonates or makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, this kind of reminds me of, you know, like my uh, days of waiting tables and how 
you would treat a certain customer and realize that you never know how the people are going to be, whether, you know, however they act, however they look, they still might be cool people. And it, ultimately you want to give them a good experience to get paid and you'd be surprised, you know, some customer you're like, ah, man, they just seem miserable and they leave you like a 40% tip and whatnot, you know? So it's like definitely treat everybody the same because you never know who they are. And ultimately it's the right thing to do because it's your job, but like be a good human being. But I remember too, you got to realize, like, I think it's our job as human beings to figure out who you're talking to and then kind of mold who you are around them of that conversation. So you have tables when you would wait tables, people that want to talk and they want to get to know you. Hey, where are you from London? Where are you going to school? How long have you been working here? And then you got a couple that's coming in and they had a long day and all they want to do is eat. They don't even want to talk to each other. So it's like, you need to adapt to, you know, your surroundings. And if you're out somewhere, kind of feed off their energy and see what you should bring to them that, you know, still staying true to you. I think that's really important as well. But ultimately that old quote of, uh, you know, if you want to change the world, change yourself, you know? So ultimately the happier you are and the better you are, I think the better off any uh, interactions with people, relationships are 100%. You you reminded me of something that I want to throw in really quick before we, we wrap this one up. Um, when you said you never know what somebody's going through in a restaurant, somebody said to me once and it's stuck. I wish I remember who told me because I thought it was brilliant. Well, I was driving in a car with somebody and I had, and we were having a reaction to like one of the other drivers who did, was doing something that, you know, most of us would be like, what the hell are they doing? And the person went, Hey, we have no idea what's happening in that car. They might have just got a phone call that their kid was rushed to the hospital, that their wife is pregnant. Like, who knows, right? They could just be a jerk. But there's also a million other scenarios that could be going on in that car with that person that if it were any of us, we'd probably be acting the exact same way or some, our version of, you know, whatever. And I remember that. And now whenever I'm driving, I kind of will say that to myself. And I try to do that in other places too. And it, I'm, I'm not always the best at it. It takes practice, right? When somebody's a jerk to you in a line or, you know, uh, somebody in service, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Try to remember like, man, I have no idea what's going on in their world. Their parent could have died yesterday or last week or their kid could be sick. And we just assume that like everyone's walking around again to come back like we are. So if nothing's wrong with us, well, nothing should be wrong with them. So thanks for putting that in London. I thought it was great because we do, I remember that in the restaurant industry too, but I see it a lot in cars. That's where it shows up for me a lot. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Cool. Uh, I think we're a wrap on this one. You guys got anything else we want to say? You can take us out, DJ London. Um, in the end, people, just, just be kind. You know, uh, it's that simple. You know, you don't have to go out of your way and, you know, tell someone your life story or find out theirs, but you can smile and say hello. And then when things get clean again, hold a door for somebody. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share.